All right, all right, all right. We are back. It is the FFL Podcast. I am Jeff the Freebird Nickerson, and it is Major Week. Had to do a pod, had to get into it, had to talk about how the season is going on the FFL because lookity, look, look, look who's in first place, baby. That's right. No, I, I said I wouldn't gloat. I said I wouldn't, wouldn't pat myself on the back too much, but we will talk about the season, and then we will get into the picks. For this year's U.S. Open. Love this tournament. The hardest tournament in golf. It's going to be a test. I got some good picks. Really looking forward to it. But we should start off with the FFL Tour and how everybody's doing. I wanted to go through each team. Just say a little bit on everybody. Say good season, bad season, shitty season. Whatever kind of season you're having, I'm about to talk about it. So let's start off at the bottom of the list. Not in last place, but the last name on the FFL Tour score sheet. It is the Buffalo Bush Boys. Last year's champion. They have 560 points on the year. They are led by EVR, Cam Champ, Patton Kazire, Jim Furyk, Kevin Chappell, and Nick Taylor. Woof. Not much more to say. This is a team that's doing line changes every week. They're trying something. But when you won a championship, you got that jacket last year. Who gives a shit? You made enough money that this year's free. Good year for the Bush Boys. They're trying. 560 points. Not a complete joke. They're out there working their ass off. They're doing it week by week. Trying just to find something in the scrap heap that is waivers. Hell of an effort for our defending champion, the Buffalo Bush Boys. Now, the Atlantic City Aces. They got 1,000 points on the season. They got Jason Crocrack doing absolutely nothing. They got Stuart Sink doing absolutely nothing. They got Mackenzie Hughes trying to do some stuff but doing absolutely nothing. They got Garrett Higo doing absolutely nothing. They got Chris Kirk. Uh, he's doing a bit. He's not playing too bad, actually. A guy that deserves to be on a roster, that's for sure. And they got Mito Pereira, who almost won the PGA Championship. But he didn't. No, he did not win it, and it was ugly. Five wins last year for the Aces, so they're not hurting for money either. They're doing just fine. Aces, okay season, nothing special. We got to move on. Okay, now let's talk about the Georgia Peets. 840 points on the season. Seamus Power, Raya, Garcia, McIntyre, Tigala, and McCarthy. The Peets have not won it since they won the PGA Championship two years ago. It's been rough. It's been a lot of $10, a lot of $20, a lot of giving money away for the old Finley household. And he ain't happy. I know he ain't happy. He made a big trade. He got Hovland. He got the, he got the first-round pick, and he's going to be in a good spot for next year, and he needs it next year because... Jesus, it's been a long time for the Peets. They're kind of the Tony Finau right now of the FFL tour. They just they just can't get the W's. They can't get the W's. They need those W's, and they ain't getting them. But we'll see. We'll see if he can turn around this week. Seamus Power is a nice little sneaky, under-the-radar dark horse that I could see um, having a chance this week. Other than that, I don't see anybody on the team really doing anything. Next up, we have the Curtis Breeze, 1,380 points on the season. Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, Willie Zalatoris, Mav McNeely, Matt Wolf, and Adam Hadwin. 
The DJ trade for Cantlay looks like it was nothing for nothing right now. Cantlay got the win in the t- in the team matchup, so that got um, that got the big red some money and a W. But other than that, that trade's been a big old zero. Dustin Johnson moving to the Live Tour, not good for what you're trying to do here, and that's trying to win the FFL Tour. But this is a team that I could be that could have a sneaky great U.S. Open. Already won a uh, U.S. Open in in his career. Has the breeze. They got a rocket mortgage mortgage and a U.S. Open. That's it though. Only two wins in the career for Curtis Caldwell and the Curtis Breeze. It's time to change that, and it could be this week. Like Spieth this week. I think Willie's a guy that plays well in every major, and DJ. Who knows? Maybe this is maybe this is a week he takes that live thing right to the top and says the big boys play on the live. A lot of WWE WCW vibes there, and that would be huge for the live if Dustin Johnson got a victory this week. Next up, we got the Mimico Tigers, fresh off five wins last year. They've done a whole lot of nothing this year. They got twelve hundred and sixty points. They got Jason Day. They got Russell Henley, Tommy Fleetwood, Keith Mitchell. Brian Harmon, and the stud, the young rookie, Davis Riley. Not a bad team, just not getting a lot done. No no victories yet. I think Davis Riley wins before the season is over, though. And I kind of like another guy on this team this week, but I will talk about him later. Next up, we have the Arizona Big Red, a big season so far. They only have three wins in their career, but they got 2,220 points. This team is loaded with Patrick Cantley, Tony Finau, Colin Morikawa, Joaquin Neiman, Taylor Gooch, and Mr. Hoagie. This team is very good. I like this team a lot. They are in fourth place. They are a solid squad. And I like one of the guys on the team this week. He's going to be in my top five. And I got another guy on this team, though, that's going to be missing the cut. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Next up, we have the Fireball Freaks. 1,460 points on the season, led by Webb Simpson. <laughs> Imagine being led anywhere by Webb Simpson. Anyway, Cam Smith, Patrick Reed, Max Homa, Kevin Kisner, and Abe Answer. It's a solid team, very good team. Obviously, Cam Smith is the leader of this team, but Webb's at the top of the board, and that makes me laugh. But I will, I will give the freaks, I'll give them a little bit of credit. The trade of Brooks for a first-round pick worked out. The trade for Cam Smith worked out the trade for Bryson it's worked out other than he got Webb Simpson I would have done I would have got if he would have got anyone better I would be pumped about all the moves he made but solid trades very good moves but it's only got him 1460 points he needs a big one he needs a major and he's got some guys on his team that could get it done I like Max as a dark horse I think Cam Smith's a guy that you got to have on your list he's someone that just solid solid player Played well at the end of the uh, RBC last week. So tough guy, tough championship. Could be a huge week for Cam Smith and the Fireball Freaks. Next up, we have the London Royals. Bryson DeChambeau, Corey Connors, Kevin Na, Keegan Bradley, Sepp Straka, and Harold Varner III. These boys are living. They are living. This is Team Live right here. The London Royals, the first tournament for Liv was in London. Is that a coincidence? I think not. I think London is secretly backing the Liv tournament. This is huge for this team. They need a Liv win just as much as Liv does. They got Bryson, the guy that they've traded a pick for, and 
they need something out of him because it's been a big season of nothing. Corey Connors, he's been around, but he's he's not doing enough this year. This could be a tournament I think he plays well at. Kevin Na, probably not making the cut. Love Keegan Bradley this week. I'll talk about him later. Sepp Straka, another guy I like this week. And Harold Varner, see you later. You're living. I know where you're, and we know where you're going. Next up, we have the Vancouver Grizzlies. 1,980 points on the season. Billy Horschel, Luke Liss, Shane Lowry, Francisco Melinari, and Cam Young. And they just made a waiver pickup. I'll put that guy on the team, Scott Stallings. But um, they got a win this year. Billy, Billy Horschel got them the W. And they got another win this year, too, I think. Can't remember. But uh, I like Shane Lowry this week. Could be a solid week for him. A lot of people are picking him. That's why I'm kind of scared off by him. But Lowry's a gamer. He'll play hard in, in hard tournaments. And this is a week that I think he'll show up. Billy Horschel doesn't have a great major record. But I think he's a guy that could contend this week. Really like his game for these small greens. Um, I think his game sets up well here. I know he's not a huge major guy. But I think Billy Horschel could have a big week. Austin Rattlesnake, 740 points on the season. I could name his players, but they all suck. No, I'm just kidding. Mark Leishman, Cameron Tringali, Sebastian Munez, Aaron Wise, Thomas Peters, and Bo Hostler. Like I said, the team sucks. But, hey, they they played well last year. They got a bunch of wins. The Snakes went in last year, and that's what happens. Your next year is always shit when you go in like that, and he's been riding the shit train. If I was him, I would have done a little bit more waivers this year. But, hey. The snakes are rolling into the majors, hoping that one of these guys hit on a long shot. We will see. Next up, we have the Miami Vice, 2,480 points on the season. Scotty Scheffler, Daniel Berger, Terrell Hatton, Gary Woodland, Siwoo Kim, and Bubba Watson. Obviously, they got the hottest golfer in the world as their number one guys. Scotty Scheffler, who has a chance to get his second major of the year. You got to like him this week. He looked like he was playing pretty well in Canada on last week and just seems like a guy that's going to be around for every major, everything. When you're the top player in the world, you can't count him out, and I know the Vice aren't counting him out. Next up, we have the Dallas Dieselweights, 520 points on the season. This team is a pile of shit. You got Louis Oost, Harry English, Brooks Kepka, Lanto Griffin, Christian and Wyndham, don't call me Wendy Clark. This team is garbage, just like the Dallas Dieselweights. A complete trash can of an organization. Nothing good to say about them. They're brutal at golf. They're brutal at football. They are the Dallas Lightweights. Next up, we have the Myrtle Beach Merman in dead last, minus 180 points on the season. Alex Noren, Johnny Vegas, Harry Higgs, Justin Rose, Carlos Ortiz, and Lucas Herbert. This team is trying. They try to win on the, the waivers, and it hasn't been working. But they take their chances each week, and they see what they can do. I think they'll get a win by the end of the season. I could see Noren getting a win, and I could see Johnny Vegas getting a win. And Lucas Herbert is a player, so you never know about him. Now let's talk about the last two teams. We have the second place team, the Bermuda Bluefins. Justin Thomas, Hideki Matsuyama, Matt Fitzpatrick, Paul Casey, Adam Scott, and Victor Hovland. What a roster. What a team. Absolute powerhouse. Some t- a team that I'm actually scared of. Week in, week out, I think they got a guy that can win every tournament. So you never know. This is a sick team. 
They're six deep. The worst player is Paul Casey, but he's a guy that contends when he's not hurt, but he's been hurt most of this year. And, and in first place, fresh off his fifth win of the year, it is the Las Vegas Freebirds. 3,140 points. John Rahm, Rory McIlroy, Sung J.M., Alexander Shoffley, Sam Burns, and the captain, Tiger Woods. Boys, I'm humming right now. And I like my chances to get another one this week. Get my first major. I'm tied with Jeff for the most wins in FFL history. I want to top that this week. And I think I got a chance. But we will see. Love my roster. Love my team. I'm five deep. I know Tiger's tough to have on the roster. But I, I can't drop him before the British Open. So I'm going to keep him till then. And then I'll be playing the waiver game for my last guy. But... I'm excited to be in first. I love the FFL Tour. I love this league. And I'm going to wear the badge of first place with honor, boys. Remember that. When you're shaking your head right now, thinking of me saying, shut the fuck up. Just know that I mean it. This means a lot to me to be in first place right now. And I'm going to keep this train humming. (laughs) Everyone's so mad. Anyways, let's get in. Okay, before we get to the picks, I got to do something that I've never done before. Never done this before, but I'm doing it. Saturday night, I went to a movie. Gummied myself like there was no tomorrow. Ate popcorn like there was no tomorrow. And enjoyed myself like there was no goddamn tomorrow. I gave Top Gun Maverick an 8.9. Because I was a little upset at the storyline. I wanted more Miles Teller. I thought there should have been a Miles Teller love story. Didn't need the 65-year-old Tom Cruise love story that took up, I would say, 35% of the movie. But the rest of the movie was so goddamn good. The action scenes were absolutely unbelievable. I can't stop talking about the movie. I can't stop thinking about the movie. I want to see the movie again. So... I'm changing my score. First time, last time, will never happen again. I'm giving it a 9.2 birds. Unbelievable movie. One of the best movies I've seen in years. And it deserves a 9. So I'm changing it to a 9.2 birds. Congratulations. You've hit the 9. It's tough to get up there. But what a goddamn movie. And I suggest everyone go seize it. Go seize it in theaters because it's worth it. The action scenes will blow you away. Totally awesome movie. All right, now let's get into the list. We're supposed to have Jeff Sakadney on the list this week, but he had pulled the shoot at the last minute. So that's a $10 fine. That's a quick one. But he did decide, I'm going to give you my picks with a little blurb for each one. So I'm going to give him a break. Only a $5 fine. But he's still getting fined. But we will get into the picks. So it is the U.S. Open. We are pumped for this tournament. It is the Country Club at Brookline. It has hosted the 1999 Ryder Club, plus three U.S. Opens in 1913, 1963, and 1988. Interestingly, it also hosted the 2013 U.S. Amateur, won by Matt Fitzpatrick, who is a hot pick this week. 
It is 7,200 yards. It is a par 70 layout with infamous posted stamp greens that roll fast and true, punishing rough, and picturesque fescue that traces many holes. This is exactly the test we want to see for a U.S. Open course. I'm excited. I've watched every flyover video. I've listened to every podcast. I am ready to roll. Now, going to start off with our long shot pick. We both threw this pick out. Sepp Straka, 250 to 1 to win. Love Sepp's game. Think he plays well at hard courses. His squared shoes are going to fit nicely on this ground. And I, and I like him in each way. So Jeff likes him too. Sepp Straka is our long shot of the week. 250 to 1 to win. Now, let's get into it. I'm going to do something I've never done before, and that's my extra picks first, and then I'm going to do our top five. So my extra picks, I'm going to start off with Davis Riley, plus 220 to for a top 20. Um, how can you not? This guy's been on fire for the last few months. Absolute stud. Love his swing. Love his game. Think he's a guy that's going to win on tour by the end of this year. Davis Riley, plus 220 for a top 20. I'm taking the chance. My other top 20, I'm going with Keegan Bradley, the hometown kid, plus 250 for a top 20. Stud. Has been playing well this year. Under the radar. Canadian caddy. I'm taking the chance with Keegan Bradley at home for a top 20. Now into some matchup bets. I got Max Homo over Cam Young, minus 120. Max has been on a heater since January. Only has three tournaments where he didn't finish in the top 20 since January. Beast. Not, don't think he can win, but I do think he can contend, and we're going to see his name up on the leaderboard. Max Homa over Cam Young, minus 120. I'm going back to the Davis Riley well. Davis Riley over Harold Varner, minus 120. Harold's worried about living. He ain't worried about the U.S. Open. He'll be moving on, and Riley will be knocking him out early. I don't see Harold making the cut. Next up, I have Joaquin Neiman, minus 120 over Hideki. Hideki hasn't been playing well the last couple of months. He's been hurt. Um, hasn't been doing much where Neiman's been a beast. I'm going with Neiman. I'm going with the hot hand. I think he could play really well this week too. I'm going with Sam Burns, even money over Cam Smith. Anytime I can get Sam Burns at plus money in a matchup, I'm taking it. So I'm taking Sam Burns over Cam Smith, who is a horse though, and a tough guy for this course, but I still love Sammy Burns. And my lock of the week, glass, cover your ears. Colin Morikawa, miscut. Plus 200. I don't think Morikawa's game's where it needs to be. Don't love his short game for what about what's about to happen this week. Love it. The miscut. Call him Morikawa. All right. Now, let's get into the top five picks. We will start with Jeff's. I have not read these yet, so I'm reading them for the first time. So if I fuck up, I'm sorry. But these are Jeff's picks. I have not seen them, so I will be interested just as much as you are. His first pick, this is what he said. Fuck it. All right, fuck it. Bryson DeChambeau, a hundred to one to win. I know this is probably a number that was put out there so people will lose money, but the risk is worth the reward. He's hurt. He's a weirdo. He's an absolute knob. Whatever. This is too good to pass up at a course that gives off enough wingfoot vibes that I'm willing to dance with the devil in the dumb hat, assuming he goes back to the hat, which he should because I liked it. For all his faults, he was good at golf. And he could be good again, especially if it means shutting down the haters, of which there are many. All right, Jeff goes with Bryson, 100-1 to to win. 
And my number five, I'm going off the board. I'm going with a guy nobody's picking this week. Tommy Fleetwood, 60-1 to to win. Fleetwood is slowly but surely on the upward trajectory. 16th at the Valspar, 14th at the Masters, 10th at the RBC Heritage, 5th at the PGA Championship, and 10th last time out at the Porsche European Open. Tommy's a guy that I want to be cheering for on Sunday. Someone that can go low on hard courses. I'm riding with Tommy. I want to be there for his first big victory. 60-1 to to win. I like him for my five spot. All right, who does Jeff have in the four spot? He has, oh my lord. Okay, he's starting with, fuck it again, he says. Dustin Johnson, 40-1 to to win. The last time DJ was this close to Boston, he won the Northern Trust by approximately a million strokes. He likes the Northeast, and this number is double the 20-1 to zone that has been a goldmine for us golf degens in the past. Man, do I love a 20 to 1. DJ also finished 8th at the Live Golf, whatchamacallit, so he's clearly at the top of his game. That's sarcasm, folks. But again, fuck it. We're all in with DJ. You know what? I don't mind the DJ pick. I would like to see DJ get into the hunt. I'd like a Live guy up there, but I don't want a Live guy to win. But I do like I do like the storyline, like Glass said, of having the Live versus the PGA Tour on a Sunday. How interesting that would be. But I want the Live guys to go down. I'm a PGA guy through and through baby but i do like the idea of him there and i think if one guy from live is going to contend it is dj anyway my number four tony finau that's right i'm going to the well i'm going to the guy that you burn more money with than anybody tony finau 30 to 1 to win absolute heater lately could have won in canada last week could have won in mexico when john rom was there this guy is ready to win a big tournament. He's got the driving. He's got the sh- approach game. He's got the putting. He just has to put it together for four rounds, and he's another guy I want to take a chance on. Tony Finau, 30-1 to one to win. Jax, stop coughing up a co- uh, hairball. We got a podcast to do here, buddy. All right, number three for Jeff. Okay. Time for a nice hot shower to wash off the dirt of those last two picks. There's only one man who can bring joy to all the little girls and boys of the FFL, and that's Shane Lowry, 28-1. to 1. The Irish Santa, Santa has been making his list and checking it twice, and he's going to win a shit ton of cash for the Vice. Nobody has been playing better lately without winning than Lowry. Great long irons, cheeky wedges, build and a build that screams professional athlete <laughs> plus if you look at data golf's course fit tool the country club and pga national home of the honda are quite comparable lowry should have won the honda and he should win this tournament too it's time for shane to bring home some more hardware to the north pole or to a bunch of pubs in ireland where a trophy can get pints spilled all over it i do like shane this week i just think so many people are on him that it scared me off that's the only reason I'm not on Shane Lowry this week, but I do like the pick. My number three, I'm going with the top dog on the board, Rory McIlroy, 10-1 to 1 to win. Absolute heater. What a performance he did in Canada. His driver was on fire. His irons were on fire. His approach shots were on fire. His putting was solid. His approach shots were the best on tour this year at the Canadian Open. Nobody has put it. He was doing Tiger stats for his approach stat last week at the Canadian Open. And he's a guy that when he gets hot, he keeps rolling. I like Rory this week to go Canadian Open, U.S. Open, back-to-back. How sweet would that be for the Freebirds? Love it. 
All right, number two for Jeff. These next two are home cooking, but this is my list, and I can pick who I want. Daniel Berger, 50-1 to to win. If it plays like the Honda, who better to compete than the guy who almost won the Honda before he barfed all over himself and made me look like a total fool in front of my peers? (laughs) Haha, that was fun. (laughs) Haha, that said, nobody is better than just hitting a nice little 260-275 to yard drive into the fairway and making par. The greens at this course are supposed to be tiny, similar to Pebble Beach. Berger Berger has won at Pebble Beach, and he can win here. And if he's not winning, maybe he'll create a kind of rules kerfuffle, and everyone's a winner then. I do like the Berger pick. I think Berger is going to play well this week, so I do like that one. My second pick, I'm going with Justin Thomas, 12-1. to He's the second name on the board, and I think he's the second hottest golfer going right now. Love his game. Got a little got a little feeling about him. This is what I was thinking. Phil sat out the PGA Championship. JT won it. Who's on his bag? Bones. Phil shows up for the US Open. He's the most hated man in golf right now. Who's on the bag of Justin Thomas? Bones. Who would like to take that trophy and shove it straight up Phil's ass? Bones. Who wants to look better? The reason that Phil won? Bones. I like Bones on the bag. I like JT to win multiple times this year, and why not two majors? I think he's hot. I think he's ready to win another major. It's something that isn't a PGA, and he's got the game. He's got the shots. He can do it all. He is built for a U.S. Open. Love Justin Thomas this week. Number one for Jeff. No surprise here. Scotty Scheffler, 14-1 to to win. If you just bet on Scotty every tournament this year, you'd be very profitable. Why would you stop doing it now at a course that he's played very well at as an amateur? Also, I'm assuming Nickerson picked Rory. Yes, he did. Or Rom. No, I haven't yet. By now, so our bases are pretty much covered. Enjoy the golf, everyone. Thank you, Jeff. Five bucks, though. No, Okay, so he's going Scotty Scheffler. So now everybody's thinking, I'm going John Rom. Why not? It's Nickerson. He's going to pick his guys. And no, I'm not picking John Rom, but I am picking one of my guys. I am taking Sam Burns 25 to 1 to win as my number one pick this year for a major. I think Sam Burns is winning the U.S. Open this week. 25 to 1. I'm putting a big bet on it. I'm excited for his game. I'm excited for his setup for this this kind of course. I think he's one of the top golfers in the world already. And if Scotty Scheffler didn't exist, we would only be talking about Sam Burns right now. Three wins on the year. Absolute heater. Played well last week at the Canadian Open. I said last week that I thought someone that was at the top of the board would win the U.S. Open. And this is the guy that I think can do it. Sam Burns, 25-1 to to win, is my pick to win the U.S. Open. Woo. He is a free bird, and how much would I love that, and how much would everyone else hate it? But I'm excited. I'm excited for this tournament. I'm excited for this week. I'm excited for this course. I'm excited for the FFL Tour. And I can't believe I changed the free bird pick of a movie. But, hey, sometimes you just got to go with your gut. And that was a 9.2 movie. And this is a 9.2 tournament. I'm excited. I'm ready. Let's ride.